Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Winning Cures Everything. Now for your hosts, Gary and Chris. Welcome in Winning Cures Everything. It's Wednesday, February the 17th, and it is Ash Wednesday. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And uh, Chris, uh, today is, is when... Is it is it Catholics give up whatever yes. for for Lent? Is that what this is? Yes. To okay. my knowledge, I don't know of any other religion that does it. But growing up Italian Catholic, yes, that Catholics this is very much a Catholic thing. That's I would imagine there's not a lot of uh, Mardi Gras stuff going on this week, right? No, Mardi Gras is canceled. It's a one for COVID. Even the Rona didn't shut Mardi Gras down, but the damn weather did. Uh, you better believe that. Uh, Michael Fridge jumps up. He said, uh, "What's up, fellas? It is nice to see everybody." Of course. Uh, if you would like to jump into the chat, you can certainly do that. Um, it, whatever platform you're on, Twitch, Periscope, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Any of those live platforms, you can jump into the chat. Uh, let's see. Taylor said, my girl Jenny uh, Bouchard is dating a Steeler if there wasn't enough reasons to dislike them. Uh, a lot of people dislike the Steelers regardless of who they're dating and whatnot. And that happens. It's okay. Uh, it's Steelers news today. We're not even going to talk about this, but... Uh, Sounds like the GM isn't too keen on keeping Big Ben around. So, I mean, well, we'll I see. think so. He restructured his deal to take less money, but I think so. This is one thing the NFL is like the players' association is really good about. They don't like the players being able to sign the team signing a deal and then talking to the guy into less money because they want them to make more money. And so, I think the cap hit stays the same. So, while you're actually shelling out less money. Your your cap hit is still forty one million from the Yahoo article that I tried to read today. I didn't understand it, but I'm not a great reader, and I usually have to read things two or three times to really get it. Yeah. Um. But that's what it seemed to me. That is, I I don't understand it. I don't get it. So if like I'm the GM, yes, I would like I would like him to not be my quarterback, but I also don't want to cut him. And I think it's like twenty four million dead cap. Oh yeah. Oh, so, I mean, it's like half of what it is. Now, you've got that right. Uh, Michael Fritz jumps in. Y'all staying warm out there? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, you know. Oh, it, we're just staying inside. Staying that, inside. That, that gas bill is going to be high as hell. Oh, absolutely. Uh, McKinnon said, coming at you from work today, boys. One of like 10 dudes in the entire unit not on quarantine this week. Uh, there you go. I mean, cheers to that. At least you're not on. Uh, Michael said, a family in College Station is freezing with no power. Yeah, Texas... Had some yeah, we we have not gotten issues. that. I guess like literally the town right next to us in yeah. South Haven is dealing with rolling uh, blackouts and power issues. Knock on wood, like, uh, we we have not so far. So I'll take it. Yes, I will certainly take that. Uh, Texas has got major issues. Like twenty five percent of their power comes from uh, turbine uh, uh, blades, turbine whatever blades, yeah. um, and like all of them are frozen. 
So it's only getting like 2% of its usual uh, electricity from that. So yeah, but that's twenty five percent, seventy five percent. There's still a lot of natural other people gas out of power. Yeah, without out of electricity and stuff without without uh without the turbine and it's it's not it's not good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. It is a disaster down there. So, uh, yeah, Matthew Miller jumps in up in northern Ohio. We have a foot of snow. Yeah, we've we've definitely got that. Uh, yep. I, I don't know if like I don't you may not be able to see over now. Nah, it's still rolling, but we're I mean. We're here. It's still snowing. It is still snowing, and it's coming down hard right now, man. It is crazy stuff. Uh, Brian Yeti said that green power isn't all it's cracked up to be, uh, and it all needs oil as well. Yeah, you need oil to be able to get it to turn. I get it. I get it. Brown Yeti is in, by the way. Casey said he would give Ben one more year. Uh, I would not. I mean, if you're not a fan of the Steelers, of course you would. So <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess as a Browns fan, I really hope that they don't. Well, the problem is, is unless they draft somebody, they're not going to make a big free agent signing. Anybody on their roster I'm not afraid of right now at the quarterback position. I'll oh, take any of the three. Agreed. Hey, Michael Fritz said it's 61 and sunny in California. Come on out, fellas. Hey, California oh. has to deal with this stuff during the summer. Like, they got to deal with when it gets uh, 100 degrees out there. They got their rolling blackouts and whatnot, too. So it's. I'm it's trying all the to same. sell a, a, a t shirt printer. Remember, I tried to do that for a while and I was trying yep. to make our t shirts. It didn't work out really well. <laughs> the connection that I had, all the people that I was selling shirts to were all college clubs and groups that have been shut down for a year. So I kind of lost my ass on that deal. So I'm trying to sell it. Had somebody from San Clemente, California, just okay. above San Diego talking to me about buying it if they buy it i gotta drive it out to them um which i i get i'm gonna use the word get to drive it out to them um and so yeah i'll get to make that day and a half trip back and forth only a day and a half yeah it's 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 right at 27 hour drive if you can drive it straight yeah okay i guess that that's not terrible probably probably use a couple of days uh at least two days to get there two days to get home that's not bad be a nice little, uh, nice little vacay. Get a get a well, whole I mean, lot of podcasts. It'd, it'd be just a shitload of drive. I don't know how much of that is a vacation. It's just a shitload of drive, and I'll see the yeah. world. Oh yeah, that's a, that's what I'm saying. You'll get to listen to a lot of podcasts. Uh, yeah. Matt Miller said all renewable energy uh, at this point is unreliable. Uh, nuclear is the only stuff that works. Never going to happen. Uh, then Casey Damn, jumps. That's back. my guy, Matt. Casey. Those those new nuclear nuclear plants are so efficient and so good. We think of Russia and we think of Japan and we think of all the catastrophes. We have a few nuclear plants here in America that were built in the 50s and 60s that are awful and they don't work very well at all. And everybody says, well, nuke sucks too. No, no, no. Just like your television from the 50s and 60s, TV today is pretty damn awesome. Yep. And I, I'm telling you, those new gen, what are they, like Gen 7 nuclear plants, if I ever become governor of Mississippi, the first thing I'm doing is taking our pretty ugly, very industrial Gulf Coast, and I'm just putting nothing but nuclear power down there. That's a smart idea. Smart Everything idea. east of the Mississippi, I'll sell power to. Everybody. They'll you, all, you've talked we'll about become the, we'll become the ri- We'll go from the poorest to the richest state in the union. That's, I, I always love when you get into these things because we've talked about this before, yeah. and that is a a fascinating idea. Yeah, um, I got a rule with the iron fist though. I can't I can't let the people ju- judge or, or decide or, or no, no, no no because you've been propagandized too much. Okay, you've all been told too many lies that you believe. So you just got to trust me. In five years, four years, when I'm done, th- this place is a better place than when I left it. There you go. There you go. Um, Michael said, let you know, or let him know when you're out there, uh, he's going to buy you some beers. Well, if, if, if I make it, I, I hope these folks, they, they started a conversation with me and then it it's ended and I hadn't heard anything back in a day or two, but you're talking about a couple thousand dollars worth of equipment that we're, we're talking. So oh, I don't yeah. know if they're going to do it or not. Matt Miller said, if you don't cut corners and update nuclear, uh, that would be best, but, uh, People don't trust it. Russia cut corners at every point. Yeah, if you ever well, watch, yeah. did you well, watch if you let uh, the Chernobyl? government do it? They're definitely going to cut corners. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Michael and said, double. Michael said, I would give Big Ben another year. Who are they going to get that is better? They've done terrible at planning for life after Ben. Well, yeah, they've uh, done. That's that's the statement that is the truest of them all. They've done terrible preparing for life after Ben. I mean, if they would have had a capable, competent backup last year or this year's team. 
could have legitimately competed for Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Like, like they are – the last two years, this is one of the most talented rosters I've ever seen in my life. And they're a trigger man away from being kind of unbeatable. I mean, even with Big Ben giving the ball away in an average of two and a half times a game, they still went 11-0. and 0. Yeah, to start the season. Well, then, of course, like, they had to deal with the injuries, right? Like, injuries on yeah. defense really ended up catching up to them. Um, but if they Matt, had a trigger, man, they weren't getting beat so badly that they couldn't outscore folks. No, that's true. Those injuries weren't great, and they obviously hurt them, but they they could have won all those games they lost. They were definitely in, and they could have won them all. Yeah, yeah. No, you're, I mean, there you're wasn't right. a single game on that schedule where they got their ass whipped that they just couldn't win at all. They were they were a quarterback away from all of that. Uh, Matt Miller said, "Would you guys rather have Watt or Von Miller?" Hearing Von is probably getting cut. Now we're going to talk about uh, JJ Watt here in just a minute. Um, the Von Miller thing is interesting to me. Uh, that kind of just popped up today that they are talking about, like they're not going to pick up his option. They're talking about cutting him, like all this. Uh, is is this because of his? You think it's because of his, his, I guess, wasn't he the one that recently had a DUI? or No, it wasn't a DUI. There was something crazy like that the police were looking into. Oh, yeah, he had some kind of criminal charge, but it didn't get released as to what it was. Yeah, it was, it was, well, it wasn't a, it wasn't charged. It was like a criminal investigation. Yeah. Um, And I, I mean, it, who knows? Like, I, I don't know. The only thing I can think of on the Broncos is, is are they looking at the future and wanting to cut salary by not, not extending him and signing him because he is 31 years old. If that's – I'm going to tell you right now. So, so we're just talking about NFL, the way they can play on the field. I'll, t- I'll take Vaughn over, over J.J. Yeah. Which we're going to get to J.J. You want to get to J.J. now? Let's go ahead and get to J.J. Let's go ahead and talk about this. Uh, J.J. White, uh, the correction – you wanted yeah. to correct something from the other day. Yeah, right? so so I, I said on Monday show, or no, I said on Friday show, sorry. Yep. Um, and I meant to do this Monday and we just somehow both forgot about it, but I text Gary say I need I need to correct this. So I talked about how I don't want JJ Watt because JJ Watt doesn't play enough snaps for me. So just because you sign him, you still haven't fixed your problem. I was I was wrong on that. This past year, first time maybe in his career, but but maybe not. J.J. Watts played all 16 games. I knew that, but I didn't think he played a lot of snaps. J.J. Watt played 1,013 snaps total. That is 90.7% of all of the defensive snaps. So I was wrong on that. I find it strange he played over 1,000 snaps, and he ended up with five sacks. That's okay. That's all right. He's still a very valuable player. Here's the problem, though. So I went back, and I said, well, well, how, how did I get this perception in my head that he didn't play a lot of snaps? Well, this is how. In 2017, he played 21% of his snaps. In 2018, he played 89%. So, okay, all right. 2019, 44% of the snaps. And then in 2020, he played 91% of the snaps. That, that's how I got it. It's every other yep. year, he misses just disgusting amounts of the season. And then every other year, he plays a shitload of snaps, which tells me you don't want to be the team to sign him this year. You just don't. Because he's not going to – this is the odd year. And and coming off of a season where he didn't miss a game, what do you think is going to happen? I would imagine he is probably not going to play that many snaps. But if he doesn't – like if he ends up playing somewhere that already has a, a good defensive line, I think that he could play half the snaps and still be effective. Right, like if they, if you go, you'd be more effective than five sacks over over a thousand snaps, though. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, I just wonder about like I think he's really good at stopping the run, um, but I mean, obviously the Texans were but awful hang on, at stopping hang on. the run. Never All right, mind. let's time out here. I don't know. I, I'm trying hang to look on. for the no, positive. So, so here. hang on. I, I I like that. When you play the Ravens, you need to be able to stop the run. When you play the 49ers, you need to be able to stop the run. When you play the Browns, unless he's signed by the Browns, you need to be able to stop the run. These are teams that if you stop the run, you beat them. You you don't that, that game is over. They cannot win. I I don't know how many other teams that's true for. I mean, even the Steelers, who my entire life, Gary, your entire life, they were grounded back. There were games where they didn't rush the ball for 39 yards. Oh, yeah. 
No, you're right. They, like, and, and that was on that 11 and 0 run, by the way, that was not at the end of the year where they, where they lost all those games. No, no, this is when they were, when they were beating everybody, they just, teams just don't run the ball the way they used to. So congratulations, you have a value, but you have to be able to stop the pass as well. You have to be able to do more than just stop the run because it's kind of getting coached out of the game. Yeah, no, you're, you're a hundred percent right about that. I, so, if that is the case, then where would he make sense this year? If, if he's only going to be able to play, you know, a little bit this season. Uh, so, and then I was the wrong about the other thing, too. So, you know, he's owed $27 million, but since he's a free agent now, he's been cut. Um, anybody can sign him for anything. Mm, I think there are some player association rules. See, I don't know all the CBA rules, but they're not real keen on a guy Oh, your contract said you were supposed to make 27, but now you'll sign for eight. Like, I think they're going to need the other team to sign him for pretty close to what he was owed. He can take a cut, but I don't think it can just cut it in half without some, some problems going to the PA. And I don't, I've heard some people talking about that. They know far more about the the players association and the, in the collective bargaining agreement that the two sides have I don't understand some of that. That there's a lot of legal jargon as to how some of the money works and how you can restructure and and you know whatever. That's that's all well above my IQ points. Um, but I just don't want to pay him a lot. I well, don't no, want to pay him not. a lot. Uh, Joseph Gomez jumped in. He played a lot of snaps, but the D overall was barely above average. Uh, amazing how Clowney leaves and the numbers drop off. Yeah, I mean Clowney left. What a, a Three years ago? Has it been three? No, he played one year in Seattle. One year. It was Last one year, year in Seattle, and then Titans. so just two years. But but Clowney was not great with uh, with the Titans, and I, I mean, yeah, but he... that, uh, an edge rusher can be shut down with one guy. They don't have anybody else, so it's easy to take Clowney out of the play. Yeah, that's this, a Matt Miller. This is one of those things where you can't look at this and say it defines that. You know what I'm saying? So do we? Can we do that with JJ Watt? I mean, what are we? Like, there's a lot of suitors for J.J. Watt, but... but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Trying to pick where he's going to land is where does he want to go now because he gets to pick wherever the yeah. hell he wants to go. He has openly come out and said he wants to play with Cleveland, which I appreciate and I like, and, and I'm, I'm you know, I just don't... If, if we got to pay him $27 million or close to that, I'm not happy with that signing at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's a Matt Miller jumped in, by the way. He said, uh, to understand the cap for every sport except baseball, you have to be a wizard, basically. It's yeah, it's, baseball doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah, baseball doesn't have one, so it's pretty easy. Pay him whatever the hell you want, um, and you're going to pay a tax on it, but that's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't know where the best place for him to land is, you know. I don't have an answer for that. I, I mean, either. anybody that's a competitor. So, like, I, like if I was him, I wouldn't go to the Brian. I mean, I wouldn't go to uh, the Patriots. Like, they're not one big player away from being good. Okay. You know, they just they're just not. I mean, they need they need several offensive weapons to be competent, and I think the defense will come back around. Yeah, I but, think the defense is going to be fine. I mean, they're getting a lot of guys back that opted out last season. I think the defense right. is going to be great next year. It's that's just, right. do you have somebody that can run the offense? And do you have any weapons in New England? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's right. Casey said he's going to the Browns to play against his brothers. Uh, I mean, yeah, that would be an interesting matchup, but... It's an interesting choice. I don't think it's for any reason that his brothers are on the other side. I think that has zero effect to that because nobody would want to play against their brother. Hey, they don't play against each other anyway. They're not yeah. on the field at the same time. Cleveland so. is uh, is like the, the hype team. I, I, well, isn't like, that weird though? Like we now live for the first time in my life. It's like a destination where free agents want to go. It's, it's they strange. look like a capable, competent organization, and that's all I've ever wanted, really. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Make you the playoffs, win. be competitive. I mean, they they were the closest to the Chiefs in the AFC. Well, yeah, year. they gave the Chiefs the best game of the year. Yep, you got that right. Uh, Matt said, "I bet Vaughn ends up with the Raiders if he gets cut." Uh, Casey said, "If Ooh. the Patriots get a decent quarterback, they're going to take back that division next year." Yeah, if Vaughn ends up getting cut, he will. Like I could see him staying in the division just to try and get revenge. Question is, can he stay healthy? Like, can he stay out of trouble? Like, he's an aging veteran, man. He's 
Well, he's he 31, so he's two years younger than JJ, and I think he's a yeah, but I think he, he's a more dynamic player than JJ. But maybe is, I'm wrong on that. But he's he's also been banged up. Well, no, JJ both, has no, been too. Hang on now, they both missed like entire seasons I'm, with injuries. I'm not saying that JJ is a good option. Yeah. I'm saying that Von Miller as well. Like it's yeah, he, it he just all depends do. on what they cost you. You want yeah. both of them to be cut because you don't want to pay on both ends. You don't want to give assets up. You don't want to have to trade for them and pay them an absorbent salary. I think both so, of them would be great if they only had to play like half the snaps. Oh, me too. Me a hundred percent. Maybe maybe uh, less than that. Yeah, so. I mean, well, I mean, you know, you want them on the field, and you want them on the field definitely in meaningful snaps that where they are well-rested and, and can get off the ball and cause hell. Yes, yes, in case he jumped in. Hell yeah, please sign Von Miller, <laughs> Brett Beach. <laughs> uh, Von needs to take a pay cut regardless where he goes. He's basically missed the last two seasons, said Michael Fritch. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, Brad Nietzsche said, I think he likes the Browns because there's a bunch of young blood that really sees an, uh, that really see a experienced leader. Um yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's it's a lot of young guys, and I mean, he would kind of be, you know, uh, the face of the defense along with Miles Garrett. I, I could see that maybe. I mean, it's a, a team on the up and up. You got a, a new coach and an experienced locker room guy like that could fit in well there, maybe. But I mean, who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's talk. Let's talk a little college football right quick. Okay. Tennessee hired Tim Banks, Penn State co-defense coordinator. Tim Banks has been. Around, my friend. Uh, he, let's see, he was the, he was either defensive coordinator or co-defensive coordinator at Illinois, Cincinnati, Central Michigan. 25-year coaching career. Uh, he was at Maryland, Bowling Green. He was even at Memphis under uh, Tommy West way back, like, early 2000s. Whew, man, yeah. that was a long time ago. He is, he's been there for five seasons. Brent Pry has served as Penn State's defensive coordinator since, since 2014. Um even this season, when they were not great, they still finished in the top half of the Big Ten in all of the major defensive statistical categories. They were second in pass defense this year. Um, he's gotten some pretty big names, and and though a lot of guys kind of publicly turned down this job, this he was like their fifth or sixth choice. You know, if you if you believe reports, and if if this hire ends up working. None of that's going to matter. It's like the LSU no. defensive coordinator thing, man. It, it None of it will matter, right? That's right. I mean, no, I just, 100%. No, I, I like this hire. I think this guy's good. Listen, yeah. Penn State's defense, Penn State's defense is the reason they have been on the map lately, and they've pulled some big-time, big-time recruits. And I think Penn State is a better job than Tennessee, but I'm telling you, Knoxville is a much better, easier place to recruit to. If yes. you're looking at location, 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 where a kid has to come live for three years and play football. I'm telling you, man, if you want to be a star, I'd rather be a star in Knoxville than in a place called State College. <laughs> I, and that's not a knock on State College. It's a beautiful area. It's just a small college town. It's two hours away from the – maybe further than two hours from the, the closest, like, big airport. But I'm it's biased. I've been open about this. I my favorite place in our country to just go relax and hang out at is the Smoky Mountains. I like mountains, but I don't want them rough and wrecked like the uh, you know rigid like the Rockies. That's all. Yeah, yeah. I want easy going. You know, brewing some moonshine and 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 that's it. Yeah, I I do think like obviously the three hour radius, a six hour radius around Knoxville is just chock full of talent, man. Like well, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a lot of talent around. I think this Knoxville. guy's a good recruiter. They've landed some big time defensive guys, and those defenses have been pretty good at Penn State. Hey, Ryan McCracken said uh, Chris needs to come to South Dakota. Uh, apparently, with the moonshine and all that kind of stuff, right? Uh, Damien said any school is better than Tennessee. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know about the school part of it. Uh, the football program has been in the dumps, but I mean, if they can wake this thing up, if Hypel it's okay. Oh, never mind. He said San Diego. Chris needs to come to San Diego. Well, yeah, oh, Chris hell been to San yeah! Diego. No, I've yeah. been very open about that. Now, I just can't afford. Like, okay, do I like San Diego better than I like the Smokies? Yes, that is paradise. It's also like three times more expensive to go hang out in San Diego. Yes, very much so. McKinnon jumps in. Hell, Chris, I can get you some good old Ozark Mountain moonshine. Down with that. Uh, McKinnon jumped in. By the way, uh, he said. Uh, Kansas City would be phenomenal for Miller. He also brought that up for Watt. Uh, he's the vet they need in the linebacking core, and being around Andy in that atmosphere to get him away from all the tomfoolery. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, I mean, those guys, I, any any Stark, yeah, I think Kansas City is a good landing spot for him, but that's that's also guys, I mean, it's just ring chasing. I mean, I want to play with Patrick Mahomes too because that guy is is a cheat code. And, you know, he's he's going to give you the best opportunity to go get you a ring. Yep. So if you're more worried about that than you are dollars, uh, for sure. Knock that out. Uh, Casey asked if Tennessee's O-line is staying intact. He said if they recruit a nice running back, they could be interesting. I don't think it's just that. I mean, they got to figure out the quarterback position. They got to. I mean, yeah. Tennessee's got a lot of a lot of issues that they got to figure. They got out. a lot of issues. They got to work. So, with. It's going to take a minute. Yep. It college will. football is not a place where you can just usually go. big time college football. It's smaller levels, you go in one good recruiting class, and and in a year you can you can kind of flip a script. Um, but yeah. but it, it's rare that you know that that happens when you're going up against Georgia, Florida, Alabama every year. Uh, Brown Yeti said, who wants to go get killed by Ohio State when you can go get killed by Alabama instead? I I guess. I mean, it, you know. I, I, I still Penn think Penn State got killed by Ohio State much no, while they he didn't. was there. They didn't. They they. That's a gross exaggeration. Firm. And there were yeah. a couple of those years where Tennessee didn't get killed by Alabama either. Oh, yeah. Last year, two years ago in particular, Gary watching the game while we were in Chicago, and I'm checking scores, oh, and I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, yeah. whoa. It was, yeah, that was a close ball game. It's Whoa. look had had Jarek Garantano not not uh, decided to the fo- yeah yeah run had, the ball not fumble the football in the end zone that they take back ninety something you know, like yeah that would have cut a, it to a a seven point lead yeah so you know? so being killed is just a you know that's something it's easy to shit on Tennessee okay yes. it's a real that's low hanging fruit guys you're better than that you're better than that <laughs> they're not a good program that's no. okay it's okay to say that but. To think you're the worst program ever, you know, that's crazy. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Um, let's talk about the transfer portal right quick. We, so this whole thing, we're not going to spend long on it because I don't have the, the full numbers. Um, the, and so the the title on this article is overwhelming majority of players in transfer portal have not landed offers. We knew this was going to be a strange year anyway, because seniors are given an extra year of eligibility. Everybody is given an extra year of eligibility and you still have a recruiting class coming in. Right now, uh, Keith Grabowski, host of the Coach and Coordinator podcast, uh, said an astounding 72% of the players in the 2021 transfer portal do not have a home yet. It's 1,074 players that are currently in the FBS transfer portal. Only 299, that's 28%, have a school to attend on scholarship in 2021. Um, Since the NCAA doesn't actually let us use the actual uh, portal, um, and 247 has their unofficial transfer. So it's the kids that have announced it, and you you see the reports coming out. You know, coaches have told them, all that kind of stuff. There's 126 quarterbacks in the portal right now. You add in a 25-man signing limit for NCAA member schools, and you've got a limited spot for transfer players. Now, some schools have taken advantage of this. Oklahoma only signed like 17 high school kids this year, and they brought in a bunch of transfers, like yep. a bunch of transfers. Uh, because they would rather go with guys that they know can compete in college as opposed to having to build up somebody from the ground up. And that way, if you if you miss on them, eh, well, they're only going to stay on with you for a year or two, right? Something like that. Um, Sports Illustrated talked about it. As of late January, only 964 of 1,500 FBS players in the portal uh, actually garnered a recruiting ranking. So this is something that Chris and I talked about because we don't actually have the full uh, the numbers here. A vast majority of that 1,500 are walk-ons, right? So, it's kind of, the numbers might be a little skewed. They might be a little weird. But as of right now, just bare numbers, just looking at it, 72% of the kids that are trying to transfer don't have a place to play football right now. And that is insane. Um, And Damien said, what the hell y'all got against Chicago? We got nothing against Chicago. I love Chicago. I don't know what he's talking about. Is he referring to, like, I said I like the Smokies and I like San Diego? 
because we've talked enough about how I've no, spent. You brought Chicago's up, gotten more of my dollars than any place in the world. You you brought up uh, us being in Chicago last year and, and watching the the Alabama Tennessee game or whatever. But oh yeah, uh, I don't know if I was talking trash about it. I was having a I was enjoying we, the city of Chicago. I love Gary was watching the Alabama Tennessee game. I enjoyed Chicago up until uh, up until game time, and then I was in the hotel watching. I tried to go watch it elsewhere, but uh, but everywhere was packed that night. It was crazy. Um, so as far as the transfer stuff goes, uh, teams are going to be limited to the 85 scholarship and the 25 man incoming freshman limit this year. Like the NCAA said, yeah, you can keep seniors on if you want to keep them, but you still are only allowed 85 scholarships. That's right. You don't get more scholarships. This doesn't include walk-ons. But if you've got players that just want to play and, and yeah. pay their own way, then that is what it is. Uh, Damien said, I'm just playing. That's okay. <laughs> we, yeah, we ain't got nothing against yeah, you know, You know Chicago. we love Chicago. Um, so... Basically, like there's an NCAA Division One football assistant that told Football Scoop uh, he feels bad for the 2021-2022 high school kids because that extra year of eligibility, like you go with the devil you know instead of the one that you don't typically. So there's a lot of schools that, one, financially can't take on more, and two, uh, you don't want to bring in the high school kids to try and develop if you already have something that you know you know, it's it, it's a tough way to go about it, man. Things have been done a certain way for a long time. This year threw a wrench into everything. So, you feel bad for the transfers that don't have a home yet. You feel bad for the high schoolers that aren't getting those scholarship offers because there are kids in the transfer portal that you already know what they are. Um, it It's tough, man. This is a, a very interesting thing. And I, I brought it up to Chris to begin with thinking – Man, maybe maybe this transfer portal having it the wild wild west isn't going to be the best thing, but this is just an odd circumstance. I think, like yeah. I still think it's going to no, be yeah, good. I, like for I players, I think it's strange, and just because it's becoming a problem doesn't mean you stop doing it. Because by stopping it, you're restricting kids to go where they want to go and do what they want to do. Yeah, we we talked about this before about how it you know scholarships. So even if were, it's hard, and even if it's a problem, and, and if they take the chance, listen, if they walk away from a scholarship, and nobody else offers them a scholarship, and they don't have a home, that that was a calculated risk that they made. That's a gamble, man. Life is all that. Yeah, that's what life is, and they'll learn from that. Yeah. No, you're you're 100 right. They will learn from it. It won't ruin um, their life. It won't end their life. Everything we do is either a victory or a learning experience. That's it. They'll figure it out. Oh yes, yes, agreed. The way the scholarships were set up initially, they were a year to year thing, and, and that was a problem. And that was a little bit of a problem because if you weren't good enough, well, then you could just it basically be cut. It was kind of like NFL free agency or right. whatever. You could just cut them and, and drop the contract. Well, now when you commit, now, you got four years. Yeah, now it's a little different. Uh, Brown Yeti said, yeah, we can't expand scholarship because COVID. Someone was going to get screwed, but somebody had to take the bullet. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's going to suck. Like, you want to be able to give these kids the option to play in a non-pandemic year. Of course, we don't know that that's what it's going to be next year. We would hope, uh, yeah. but who knows, right? Um, I just – now, and so it was initially a, a year-to-year scholarship. Now – it is a four-year scholarship, and if you walk away from it and you transfer elsewhere, uh, it, it it's what you said. It's a risk. It's an absolute it's, calculated it's a cal- risk. It's a calculated risk, so that's it. You made a choice. You don't you don't want to be where you're at. That's fine. You walk away, that's fine. Yeah, you walk you away. You don't, you don't have another home? Yep. That's part of it, man. You got it. You got it, and it's, man, it's tough. That is, a lot of these kids think that they're better than they actually are, and it's, and maybe, I mean, some of them probably are really good, and they just haven't had the option to show it. But if if you don't have other people that are believing in you and, and buying what you're selling. Man, we talked about, well, like, so many of these kids, like, went down a level, to like, from G5 to, to, to from P5 to G5 or whatever, and from, from P5 to FCS. And, and the thing that I bring up is, is up and down a level is all relative to where you left. Yeah, you know, if, a, was, if a kid leaves Cincinnati for Houston, or not Cincinnati, if a kid leaves Kansas for Houston, that ain't going down. Yeah, right? of, of the 299. That's not going down at all, let me, right? Let me give the numbers. The Power 5 players, 299 uh, Power 5 players have committed to a new school. 60% of them took a quote-unquote step down in level with their next destination being a group of five or an FCS school. So if you got a guy that went from Nebraska to Cincinnati is what you talk well, about. So, that, so like, the, the scenario I brought up was is if you left Nebraska 
for Cincinnati. Is that a step down? Like I don't, Not right I, don't now, think, I, don't I don't see that as a step down. I don't see it as a step backwards. It's a it, it would be a step down in competition because you're not playing Ohio State, Michigan, whatever. Man, and you go look at that damn schedule, and I guarantee you, Cincinnati will finish next year with a tougher strength of schedule than Nebraska. I'd put I'd put money on that. I'd know, make man. a wager, a blind wager, without even look. You've looked at the schedules. I haven't, and I would blindly say Cincinnati's strength of schedule, when it's all said and done, will be stronger than Nebraska's. I, man, see, I don't know. That's no one they got to play Iowa. That's no one they got to play Northwestern. It's no one they got to play Wisconsin. Those are three tough co- divisional games yeah. that I think all three of those teams are going to be ranked. And you still think that that it would be? I'm just blindly thinking it. I think UCF's going to be good. I think Memphis is going to be good. I think Houston's going to be a lot better. So those are three teams that I think in that conference and non-con. I know Cincinnati's schedule. They're playing yeah. Indiana. That's a that's a ranked Big Ten opponent. Yeah, they're, they're playing, Notre, playing Dame. Notre Dame. Yeah, so okay, maybe. I it, it, so so I'm with you. I, um, I'm, I don't know Nebraska's schedule. I know I, Cincinnati got five games against teams that I think are all going to be ranked. I know that Nebraska has recruited better than than Cincinnati. So yep, at, in practice, that. it'll be a step down in competition. But overall, I mean. No, you're going to be on a winning team. You you might but be better at, coached. At, so so at neutral, it could be a lateral move, right? Casey jumped in. By the way, he said uh, since he's going to the playoffs. So. I know, I know. <laughs> I'd love to see it, Casey. You no one, yeah. no one wants to wants it more than me. But I ain't beating that drum today. Yeah, let's let's let some football actually play out before we just start making. So generically, just looking generically, uh, it's a step down in level from P five to either G five or FCS. Sixty percent. But this of them is but this is why I don't like the P five G five stuff. Like, you oh, know agreed, that. agreed. I, no, I we, get, we I get mad this. at it because, you know, where do you put BYU in that? Uh, I think BYU is considered uh, P5. They're considered that. They they don't have the same pull with the playoff. Okay. Um, but the other Power 5 conferences have considered them a Power 5 team. All right. I did not so, know that. Yeah, so it's, it's interesting. So, you know, like the SEC and the Big 12, uh, for sure, I, well, maybe not the Big Twelve. Maybe it's maybe it's another conference. Either way, I know the SEC for sure, and there's one other conference that they require their member institutions to play a P five non conference game, and BYU and Notre Dame are considered P five. P five. Well, I know several. I mean, LSU's played them several times. They've drank Provo Dry many times. Entire city out of booze. It's made the news. It's one of the proudest things I am about an LSU fan. So. <laughs> Brown Yeti said, uh, forget strength of schedule. Cincinnati has been better than Nebraska for five years. Now, yeah, they, they yeah. absolutely have. Yeah. Um, but but it's just still. this is this is a conversation that I'm having with with these things where, where you make a broad proclamation and you're trying to write an article and you're trying to explain, you know, all these transfers are going from here to there. I'm going to bet if we look at all of those 200 and whatever, all 60 of them or what, whatever the number was, I'm going to bet they're all not from here to there. I'm, I'm going to bet there's a lot of here to here, and I'm going to bet there's some here to here a lot. Entirely possible. Entirely possible. Um, but it's it's a very flat, you know, 60% went from P5 to either G5 or FCS. Yep. So, and they didn't have to put step down, but that's, that's what they put on the article. So it is what it is. Um, moving on, let's move into NCAA Rules Committee. Now, this one is interesting. I... Um, you and I have seen this numerous times with teams that like to go a little up tempo. Once you got the offense rolling, you've got the defense set up in something that you know you can take advantage of. You try and snap the ball as quickly as possible. It, it was a, a fluky thing. It was a gimmick thing for a long time, and now the bigger teams are doing it as well. It, it's happening across the sport. Uh, uh, the majority of teams can go up tempo when they need to, when they have found a defense that they can take advantage of. And then you see a guy on the defense that is uh, waving to the sideline, and then he just flops over, right? Oh, I got an injury. I got to come out. So it slows down the offense. You have time to substitute. You get somebody in there. Now, they did set up where you have to give the defense, you know, if you substitute, you got to give the defense 10 seconds to be able to substitute, et cetera, et cetera, right? Now, the AFCA, the American Federation of College Football Coaches, uh, or the uh, American Football Coaches Association, they want the NCAA to switch up the rules to look at the players that are faking an injury. If you are found to have faked an injury, 
Because you see a lot of these kids go out for a play and then they come right back in. Right? That's right. If that happens, and I mean, what many are they of them do? like hop up and run off the field as soon as the play clock has stopped. Yep. That's it, it's it's a problem. And they don't even hide it because why hide it? There's been no penalty. So why stop? Right. It? There's there's no reason to to even worry with it. But now, if they end up doing something about it, that is going to be kind of interesting. Uh, I don't know what they're going to end up doing. It said, uh, our ethics committee would suggest rule changes to the NCAA. said by unanimous consent, this has got to stop. AFCA Executive Director Todd Berry said. So they asked the rules committee to do something about it. It's bad for football. He said, rules need to have teeth, and if there's no teeth, there's no impact. So uh, Alex Scarborough from ESPN uh, said the AFCA Ethics Committee voted in January to request that the NCAA address players faking injuries. One big issue with changing any injury rule is that referees often can't say with any certainty if a player is feigning a problem on the spot during a game. The NCAA could, however, require a player who exits the field following an injury timeout to miss at least the remainder of a series unless a coach burns a timeout to keep the player in the game. The NCAA Rules Committee is expected to discuss the subject during a virtual meeting next month. I'm... Very curious. Uh, Steve Shaw, who is the NCAA Football Rules Committee chairman, uh, he said the committee is going to have heavy debate on the topic and see where that goes. What would you recommend? So I don't. I'm, I want to be clear. I don't like the guys just falling down to try to stop the other team. Okay, I don't. I don't like it. I'm not a fan of it. I equate it to flopping in the NBA and flopping in soccer, which I think is gross and just. I think it's very unsportsmanlike. I, I yes. almost am, this is going to sound stupid and I'm going to look like a Neanderthal. I, I'm more okay with cheap shots than this. And the reason I am is because cheap shots are at least two people competing as hard as they can. And one of them usually getting his butt whipped is so mad about getting his butt whipped that he hauls off and he hits somebody. Okay. Yeah. Like, like you're at least showing competitive fire and vigor and, and wanting to win. Okay. I, I'm okay with that. I don't like it. And I think it should be penalized, but I'm okay with it. All right. This I don't like, but here's my problem is I don't know how you legislate this That's because insane. if a, if a guy legitimately like tweaks something like I, I, I'm a 38 year old man who's in probably the worst shape of anybody I know. Okay. But when I stand up, I have one knee, my right knee, it's tore every ligament in my leg when I was 15 years old. Yeah. And so now when I stand up out of the chair, it pops. Okay. Every time, a hundred percent of the time for the rest of my life. And it's done this for 20 something years. All right. So here's the problem. Sometimes it pops and it nearly puts me to the floor. It hurts so bad. And in seconds, it's better. Yeah. Okay. I know, and you all have had some type of injury to where you did something, you popped something, you hurt something, and it hurt to a point where you were in real legitimate pain. And then a few minutes go by and you just kind of work it out. And then you're fine. And you go back to doing whatever you wanted to do. If you do this, you're now penalizing guys who legitimately do get hurt and need to come off and just kind of, work something out and okay, did I just tear this ACL or did I just pop my knee? And, and you know, there you go. Well, Yeti, I don't know hey, how Brown to Yeti jumps it. in, by the way, he said, how can you prove that someone isn't hurt or cramping? He said, cause I've cramped and it's here and then gone in seconds. And, the, and yeah. gone in seconds, gone in seconds, man. So while I hate it, I really do hate it. I don't know how you legislate it. And if you say, well, you have to miss the rest of the series. Listen, you're talking about college football. Okay. Outside of Alabama, and even Alabama, no team has nothing but just five stars out there running around. They all, on defense especially, rotate multiple players, far more players rotated in on defense than offense could ever imagine. So at any point in time, you've got a guy on the field that if he had to sit out for eight plays or the rest of a series, it really wouldn't hurt you. And it's just that guy's job to go down whenever you give the signal. So now you didn't you you've you've created this this rule that's pretty easy to loophole. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Casey and you're jumps asking in, the by referees the way. who are already uh, bad at the jobs they do. 
Yeah, they're they, really hard jobs, and they're already bad at those jobs. You're asking them to try to do something else that's also really hard. Well, you're asking for a judgment call on injuries. You're also asking for judgment calls on targeting. You're asking for and and so the targeting stuff. Like we all hate the fact that kids are having to sit out uh, or are being disqualified if they get caught doing helmet to helmet, even if it's the offensive player's fault, right? That's a, that's a bit of an issue, and they've tried to make it where, well, it's no longer a judgment call. It's just if it's helmet-to-helmet, helmet, then he's out. That's right. But we hate that. So we want them to make judgment yes. calls on the field. Is there intent? Is there not? And that's right. And now you're also wanting them to figure out, like, hey, are they actually hurt or are they not? And then it becomes an even bigger thing. It's like, okay, why, if, if we're going to do this, why do we not do it where they don't have to fake an injury? Why not just set it up where you can't go that fast in the sport. Like, Nick Saban talked about this forever ago, and No, because it's not it. a like, safety issue as to why you can't go out. The reason the guy falls down is because the defense is getting their ass kicked. Right, but that's what I'm saying is but why— like, d- Just because you're getting your ass kicked, don't say, well, the offenses are too good and the defenses suck, and so we got we to gotta change the rules to slow it down. I don't know that I like that. So Yeti said uh, maybe it's more a defensive issue. Maybe they can't come back until the timeout is called or until the chains are moved and maybe make that for all injuries. Um, I mean, maybe. Like Casey said, if they can't walk off the field, they should be out for at least a quarter. And then he said uh, it, it's true. It would be an advantage to teams like Alabama. That's not always the case either because Alabama's defense uh, has not been great the last couple of seasons. And yeah. there are certain players that if they miss time for whatever reason, then that's going to be an issue. Yeah, we and heard him. Casey said, any injury, you're out for a quarter makes sense. If you can't walk off the field, uh, and he said uh, earlier, any injury, uh, they should be out for a quarter. But what if it's injured to the shoulder? What if it's injured to the arm? So you can run off. You got no problems, but your elbow hurts. He said, uh, most of these come at the end of the second and fourth quarter. Uh, if if they fake an injury, they got to be out for the entire quarter. And I don't buy that. I, maybe here's the, the series. I, we, don't, like, we know now, we know now because the way they do it when they fake it when they don't. Yeah. But... But in this situation, if you make a rule, they're just going to get better at acting. And now you're going to have half the people who are going to say, oh, man, that guy's really hurt when he's really not hurt at all. And the other half are going to say half the time you're going to say, oh, he's just faking it. That's bullshit. And something really legitimately could be wrong. So so this is the issue and this is the problem. This is, this is a really hard thing. Now, the only thing I can think of is if you see a guy go down, okay, the, the team doctors have to have some type of documentation, all right? When they take you in the little bubble, okay, and they raise the bubble over you and they inspect you and they examine you, they have to document what they examined, how they examined, what injury, what injury you complained about, all this stuff. This needs to go to an official that is a doctor that the NCAA just hires as an official, okay? And after the fact, the only way, if you want to legislate this out, if you find a team doing it, you've been, you begin to find the head coach. That's well, it. Hold you on. can't stop it on the game. You just find the head coach. Yeah, I guess that would. That'd He's be the, the guy only that way. makes the most amount of money, but it doesn't matter if he makes ten million dollars or if he makes four hundred thousand dollars. You find the head coach. Well, so here's the issue, though. It, it it's like you said, if they're faking an injury, they're not going into the bubble. They're they're not going into that uh, injury tent. They're just going to the sideline for a play, and then they come right back in. So somebody's got. Uh, all I'm telling you is it, we're. You're asking you're asking the officials to watch this and judge it. I don't think they can. I don't, I don't think they're going to be able either. to do that. So if somebody's going to make a judgment call, it needs to be another doctor that either watches it, sees it, they can see it after the game, they can watch what happens, they can interview the training staff about it, but the training staff's going to have to be able to answer questions two hours later when the game is over with about what happened in the third quarter or what happened in the first quarter where you pulled that guy out. Um, and so that, that, that that's on the team to make notes and, and all this stuff, and it's fine, it's okay, but it's, you can't punish them in the game. There's just no way to do it and do it well. If you want to punish teams, you hit these head coaches in the pockets. You just do. And there's the thing. That's a drop in the bucket. All these coaches, it won't, it won't stop them. Nick Saban will never pay one of those fines. Ed Ordron will never pay one of those fines because the boosters will step up and pay it. They're already getting paid just disgusting amounts of money. But that's that's the only way that I, I would even be reasonable. To, to assess a penalty in the middle of a game, I'm not okay with. As yeah. much as I hate this happening, I don't trust that a, a, a 
an official's not going to do it and screw up a game. Damien jumped in. Does anybody watch wrestling? It's all entertainment. I don't see what everybody's really pissed off about. We all know it's all rigged. I mean, they don't call it entertainment for nothing. I don't think this part's rigged. But either way, Michael Curtis said, what's up, guys? Finally get to watch a live show. Glad that what you up, made Michael? it in. Glad you're here. Uh, Casey said, true, Damien. It really doesn't matter. Um, it, that's that's the thing. I don't know I don't know how you stop this because there are yeah. some legitimate injuries that happen. I can, I can, I can totally um, relate to people hating it and yes. wanting it out of the sport. You got to come up with a better way than saying a guy's got to sit out for two plays or three plays or a series or a court. Like, cause you can't make punishments that punitive either because you're still making a judgment call. What if it was, Oh, I popped my elbow. All right. It popped back. Holy shit. Oh, it's fine. I've literally thrown my shoulder out of socket when I played football and I had somebody just jerk on it and it jerked it right back in a trainer wasn't like another offensive lineman. Okay. Yeah. Somebody knew what he was doing. And I mean, it felt, I mean, it, I, I was able to play without any pain or problems at all the rest of the game and had no long-term issues whatsoever that I've known about. So, so that happens. How do you say he was faking? You don't like it. You, you can't, uh, Brown Yeti said it's Pandora's box. It's open. There's no putting it back in. Uh, Casey said, if a guy's really hurt enough to not get off the field, they should be out of quarter. Well, that's yes, not. That's, that, I just that's gave different. you a scenario where that's not true. Yeah, that's a, it, 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 that's a different ordeal that he's talking about. Like, if a guy is actually hurt and it's like a severe thing, then yeah, he's gonna be well, out. Yeah, he's gonna like, he's gonna miss the game or the quarter anyway. So it's it's trying to. How figure many times out, have guys like broken fingers? And okay, you broke my finger. I'm just gonna go tape my hand up, and and then I'll be back out there in in you know sixty seconds. Yeah, I mean that that happens. All the time. It's, that it's happens all, but I can't stay on the field while that happens. I have to come off the field. Yes. Yes. You're right. You're right. Let's move into the NFL right quick. Uh, we'll, we'll close out with, you know, three NFL topics. Uh, Titans. The Tennessee Titans and Isaiah Wilson, their first-round draft pick from last year. He was drafted number 29 overall. He was uh, an offensive lineman from Georgia. They have not spoken. He played four snaps for them last year. He was injured. They have not spoken. The GM, John Robinson, came out today and said he's got to figure out if he wants to do the things that it takes to be a professional football player. I don't know that I have heard this about a first-round offensive lineman right after his rookie season ever. This is a strange situation, isn't it? Like, yeah. Why would he not be with the team rehabbing and whatnot? Obviously, there's COVID concerns, all that kind of mess. I get it. Man, this is uh could you imagine just wasting a first round pick on an offensive lineman that just like doesn't even talk I mean, to teams the team? draft bust all the time. Uh, agreed, this but, but just this just looks like it's a team that drafted a guy that didn't want to play. That's that's weird. That's so strange. Like I I don't even know what to make of it. I don't know what to make. It it was very interesting to me. That's why I wanted to bring I mean, it Kirby up. Kirby Smart hired his pharmaceutical buddy to come down to Georgia, and all of a sudden now these guys aren't good NFL players and can't stay healthy. <laughs> you are so ridiculous, so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know what to do about the the Isaiah Wilson thing. This is a strange situation. Yeah. Um, it is a strange situation, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a we drafted a guy that doesn't doesn't take this serious. And that's yeah, that's pretty much what it and is. And so he's going to be out of the NFL, and that's that's nothing new. That's nothing, nothing. I mean, I guess it's news because it's right now, but you know, and yeah. and he's just a guy that didn't work out. A lot of a lot of guys get taken in the first round that are bust. That now happens you, all the time. You are right about that. All right, moving on. CBS put out a list of the top ten free agent NFL wide receivers for this season, and some of these I did not even realize were free agents. Now, Allen Robinson. We knew that he was. They are estimating his market value. He is the number one free yep. agent wide receiver. They are estimating his market value at $20 million. So the, so the Bears are considering tagging him, which would infuriate him badly. I think so as well. That, yep. would, that would destroy that relationship, which is already destroyed anyway. I want to see Allen Robinson play with a legit quarterback. I almost don't care where he goes. Just I, as I, I a, really don't. Yeah. I just want to see him play with one guy that's better than Mitchell Trubisky, Nick Foles, and Blake Bowles. That's it. Like, like an above average 15th or better quarterback in the league. That's all I want. Yeah. Uh, Chris Godwin 
is number two on this list. His market value is 17.1 million. I love Goblin. I um, love guy. That dude's yeah. got to get healthy, but man, when he's healthy, he is real good. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he was making 2.23 million a year. He's only 24 years old. I, yeah, I, I, I think he's absolutely the, the second one on here. Kenny Galladay for the Lions is number three here. They're estimating his market value at $17 million. Um, I mean, he's another another big one. Will Fuller, another big one. Will Fuller at number four for the Texans. They're saying that he's at $16.9 million. Uh, if he can stay on the field, he's absolutely a legit option. But, man, it, it, I don't know. He... I don't know. He was officially suspended for six games. He'll need to miss the first game of the 2021 season. Uh, I doubt that's going to hurt his value much. Nope. What could end up hurting his value is the fact that he has not been able to stay healthy. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of an issue. Juju Smith-Schuster, they listed at number five. They're saying he's worth $16.1 million a year. Uh, okay. I mean, it, you saw, like, if you don't have a good quarterback for him, he's got I, I listen it's easy to make fun of Juju because of, of how how he played down the stretch um and, and and all I'm not the biggest Juju fan in the world but I'm also not a hater I would take every guy on this list other than Fuller over Juju yeah. I, would, I love Galladay I love Godwin and and I love Robinson a lot more than Juju and well, all absolutely. those guys I think are a lot slower than Juju oh yes 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 uh, the issue and in Robinson's space I think a lot older than Juju, but that's fine. With Juju, if you don't have a good wide or a good quarterback, quarterback, like yeah. he is in major trouble. Um, he can't make a quarterback. Robinson yeah. and I think Galladay. I think Galladay is a lot of this too. Yeah. They'll make any quarterback they have a lot better. Yes. I don't think Juju does that. No, I don't think so either. I don't think so at all. Uh, number six. Now this is where the drop off is. Uh, Curtis Samuel, twelve point yeah. four million market value for the Panthers. Uh, he just he didn't do a lot last season. I, I say that. He had 97 targets, 77 receptions, had three touchdowns, 851 receiving yards. Um, he was just overshadowed by uh, by those other guys. Yep. Um, is what it is. Marvin Jones from the Lions. They're saying he's worth 10.5 million. He's 30 years old. Can you believe Marvin Jones is 30? Well, yeah. I just that amazed me. Like it, I, I didn't feel like he'd been in the league that long, but I feel like he's. I thought he might be older than that. So that's uh, where that's where we're different. Is I I think he's been in the league forever. T.Y. Hilton, number eight. I feel like he's been here forever. but uh, no, T.Y. But I do 31. think has been forever. Yeah. He's, he's only one year older. Um, yep. So this is what it is. They're saying he's $10 million, but uh, this guy can't stay healthy. Man, he had 93 targets, only 56 receptions, uh, 762 yards, and five touchdowns. Hang on. Hang on. I would like to address something. Okay. So, so we're going to maybe get into the Wentz stuff or not. If you're the Colts, and you got $90 million of cap space to spend, because this is what everybody keeps telling me. Why not go after Wentz? Because you got $90 million to play with. And you go get three of these guys that all cost $20 million a piece. You go get the top three guys, all right? You let yep. T.Y. go, and you get the top three guys, and you go sign Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you spend a, 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 your first-round draft pick or second-round draft pick, because I don't know if they have a first. That's fine. Uh, your your second-round draft pick on the best quarterback available to try to bring in and groom. You don't think that's a Super Bowl team? I think it could be. Like, I don't know. What, what the hell are we talking about? But bring in Wentz? Let's waste 24 of that 30, $90 million on a guy that might be good, might not, when you can get fits for probably five, ten. Come on, man. What are we talking about? I agree. Uh, we got two Load more. Load up on these guys. If you got $90 million. That don't mean you just piss it away on a guy. Agreed. Corey Davis is number nine. They're saying he's worth nine point eight million. Uh, Corey Davis was okay, you know, at, for for Tennessee this year. Like at whatever, um, he never he never shined. Uh, no. And then number ten is AJ Green. They're saying he's worth about six million. That's another guy that has not been able to stay healthy. Uh, and then they they got a best of the rest here, like Alan Lazard from the Packers, Kendrick Bourne from the Forty ers uh, Antonio Brown, Will Sneed. Uh, Demarcus Robinson, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Danny Amendola, uh, he's a guy that's past his prime. Sammy Watkins yeah, is on this say, list as these well. These guys are all done. Yeah, these these guys are all like you can get them for, you know, a couple bags of chips and, you know, a handshake or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this free agent market ends up going. But if you are the Colts... Yeah, that's certainly. Well, let's let's close of these off with teams this. That are bad, like the Patriots have a shitload of cap room. I mean, they got a shit ton of cap space. That's yeah. fine. Let's let's draft a guy. Let's not screw this draft up, and let's pick a quarterback that's that's good, that's capable, and let's let's sign three of these guys, and let's boom. 
Yeah. Hey, fixed. Problem solved. Yeah, it's very easy to do if if you're willing to spend the money. You know, that's that's very very easy to do. Very easy yeah. to do. Uh, close out with this: the Carson Wentz stuff. So today it was it was we've talked about this a lot. I know, but if the Colts are where Wentz wants to go, the Bears appear to be the front runners because they're willing to offer more. Is I don't believe that Carson Wentz has any leverage whatsoever to be able to force a a trade whichever direction. And now we know that the Colts do have leverage to not offer as much as was even reported to begin with, which was two first-round picks. Now, or not two uh, two second-round picks. Um, But now the reports as of today are two second-round picks, or no, a a second-round pick and a third-round pick. And that's it. That's all they would offer. That's too much. I still think that's too much. I think that's, that's a crazy. Second, that's a second-round pick and a third-round pick too much. But if you're the Bears and you already know that Wentz doesn't want to go to the Bears, he wants to go to the Colts, why even put yourself in there? Because if Wentz shows up, because we Wentz already know. Because Wentz is going to show up and Wentz is going to play wherever he's at because he's he's got no choice. He's under contract for the next three years. Yeah, but if he like, obviously we saw what he did – at the end of this season when he got benched. Yeah, it's because he got benched. It's not because he's playing in a place where he doesn't like. It's because he got benched. He didn't like being benched. He didn't like competition. He doesn't want to compete for a job. These are all reasons why I wouldn't pay a nickel for him, by the way. Yeah, no, this I wouldn't is, give the first or all of the this third is dumb. or this, pay his salary, by yeah, the way. This whole thing is dumb. Like, I don't know why any team Somebody's would going to, go to apparently. Apparently, there's a fool out there for everybody. So somebody's going to do it. I can't understand why I think that GM needs to be fired immediately. I really do think this would be a fireable offense. Yeah. I mean, this is – Carson Wentz and Jared Goff remind me very much of, of each other. Uh, He's, he, is a, he is a project. He is a crapshoot. He is a roll of the dice. Why would you spend $24 million for the next two years of what he's going to cost you and assets – for a roll of the dice when and so somebody in here, Andrew asked, do I think Fitz could take a team to a Super Bowl? Yes, I do. I watched Brad Johnson take a team to a Super Bowl, and Fitzpatrick is a hundred times better the quarterback of Brad Johnson. I've saw Trent Dilfer take a quarterback to a team to the Super Bowl. I think he's a hundred times better than Trent Dilfer. Okay. I've seen teams, I thought Joe, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than Joe Flacco. Yes, I think he is in Joe's prime. Okay. Yeah, all these guys took teams to Super Bowl. Right, lots of people have gone to the Super Bowl and made it. And if you get there, you got a shot to win. Okay, so so yes, I would take Fitzpatrick, who's available right now, over over Wentz all day long. If I'm any of these teams, and he's going to come lot 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 cheaper and with no assets given up for him, you just got to pay him. Yep, you just got to pay, and and it doesn't have to. You're not going to pay him as much. No, you're not going to pay him close to as much. Not close. I don't understand this like like this this idea that Wentz was good one season. One season he was great. And then he, he got hurt. Numbers that we've never seen before ever yep. from a guy like him. And then he got hurt and he hasn't been the same since. But he wasn't that before he got hurt. Yeah, I mean like it, that one season like the season before that he was good but he wasn't great. No, I mean, that Super Bowl year, he had fantastic numbers, and then you saw his backup yes. come in and do the exact same thing. Exact same thing. And when the his Super backup Bowl. did the exact same thing that he did. Yeah. This but, is my problem. And then say, oh, but he's going to the same coach that was just with him. So why can't he do that again? That coach can't get the same out of him. You don't think that coach couldn't get the same out of Phillip Rivers or out of or out of uh, 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 Jacoby Brissett? Like, you know, That's, I, I just yeah. don't. I don't see if 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 Frank Wright is magic, then you don't need to pay twenty four million dollars over two years. You know, twenty forty eight million dollars for a guy over two years, and and give up assets for him if your coach is magic. Like that doesn't make any sense to me. I, Take I'm that totally ninety million dollars and go get some of these receivers because that offensive line's unbelievable. That defense is really. Really good. The offensive line's the best in the league, if not the best, the second best in the league. Yeah. That running game is going to be really good behind that line if you need a trigger man. Sign two or three of these receivers. Go get you a draft to free a draft a quarterback or sign Fitzpatrick. And and all of that is far better 
than giving up assets to sign wins. Yeah. Thank me for my service. Said the asking price is crazy for Wentz. Teams should hold strong. Um, Damien said, my question is, why isn't Denver going after Wentz? They need a quarterback bad. It's because they know that Wentz is not good. Like, at Denver, it was reported today, is now in on the Deshaun Watson stuff. So, you know, is what it is. Uh, let's we've, we've been going for over an hour. Let's go ahead and, yeah. and dive out of here. But the Wentz stuff, we can continue to go on with this on Friday because I don't think anything's going to get done by Friday. I don't know that it ever gets done. Like, it, there's no reason because the Eagles are still going to take a cap hit. Like, any team that signs him is going to be regarded as an idiot. So, I don't know. I, it is what it is. We'll uh, we'll move off of it, and we'll close out for today. We appreciate everybody that jumped in, uh, Casey and Damian, and thank me for my service, and McKinnon, and all you guys, uh, Matt Miller, the whole bunch, Michael Fritch. We appreciate you guys for jumping in and being a part of the show. You always help drive the conversation, and we could not thank you more. Uh, do us a favor. Go ahead and hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube, etc. Make sure you are subscribed everywhere you need to subscribe. The podcast, of course, if you missed some of the live show, you can always go back and watch it, or you can just download it on the podcast. Leave a nice five-star review over on Apple Podcast, and we would appreciate that as well. You guys are great, and we'll just go ahead and close out with this. Uh, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. And hopefully, you're not all freezing to death, and you can cash some tickets this weekend. Thanks for checking out Winning Cures Everything. If you want to keep up with us, hit subscribe on YouTube or your favorite podcast app. Visit the website at winningcureseverything.com or you can like us on Facebook or follow us at Winning Cures, at GaryWCE, or at Chris B. Giannini on Twitter. Share out the show, leave a nice review, and make sure to comment and tweet at us. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.